Hello and welcome to The Green Stream, a podcast brought to you by Sustainable Business Network Detroit, a network of partnerships between Southeast Michigan stakeholders, innovators, and changemakers. Each partner is on a mission to advance and amplify sustainable business practices, and we're here to learn from, share, and help activate a sustainable way forward for Greater Detroit. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review and join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And head over to our website, sbn-detroit.org. Now, let's listen in to our conversation with today's sustainability leaders. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining the Green Stream today. I'm Terry Barclay, President and CEO of Inforum and Chair of the Sustainable Business Network of Detroit. And I am just absolutely thrilled that joining us today is Catherine Snorrison, who is Vice President and Deputy Chief Mobility Officer, Michigan's Office of Future Mobility and Electrification. And I really look forward to learning more about what that groundbreaking effort is. Um, and I'm sure that Catherine will share that with us. But um, before we get started, Catherine, you know, would, could you share with us a little bit about your background sure. story and how you got here? Um, yeah. Because you've had a really interesting series of, of positions before taking on this role. Absolutely. Yeah, happy to. Um, I'm a proud Michigander, grew up in Dearborn, Michigan, uh, also a proud U of M alumni, Go Blue, uh, graduated Go from Blue. business school, <laughs> Go Blue, absolutely. Um, and, and so after graduating from U of M, uh, moved out to Chicago for just a few years before returning, uh, worked with Deloitte Consulting, had great experiences around the country. Uh, some of them even took me international for some international development projects. Uh, and then from there, that sparked an interest in international development. So I was able to work for Kiva, fo focused on microloans, uh, specifically placed in Rwanda for a fellowship, um, but was very um, excited to take that experience and, and move into the economic development space. Uh, and so I was able to do that for the city of Chicago, working for World Business Chicago, uh, similar, it's an EDO for the city, uh, and then bring the economic development experience back to Michigan uh, to focus on mobility and electrification for the state. Uh, so at that time, I started with a group under Governor Snyder called Planet M, M for Michigan and Mobility. Uh, it was a brand campaign that started in 2017 kind of like Pure Michigan covers everything in tourism, uh, Planet M covers everything in the mobility space. And if you're going to talk about all the great things happening in Michigan around mobility, uh, you want to have programming, business development programs to support it as well, right? To support that company growth and that innovation. Uh, so that was the, the piece that I, I grew in positions over time and was able to lead the programming for Planet M. Uh, and then what we're here to talk about today, uh, where I landed at the Office of Future Mobility and Electrification for the state of Michigan. Uh, Governor Whitmer created this office when she started, uh, uh, sorry, back in 2020, uh, when she became first became governor. Uh, and it was great to see the growth. Uh, Michigan's been working on mobility and electrification for a long time, uh, but to see the growth to create this specific initiative uh, to focus on policy and programming uh, in the mobility and electrification space. So I know we'll get into a lot about our office, but 
I'm very happy to be part of this team and working on mobility and electrification for the state of Michigan. You know, it's just so exciting to hear. And I just have to say, I love that you're dreaming and thinking big. Um, that's something that that uh, Sustainable Business Network of Detroit shares with you because we we see an opportunity, I think, that I guess is closely aligned to the yep. work that you're doing yep. of creating Michigan as a world-renowned center for sustainability yes. with yes. Detroit at its epicenter, you know, <clears throat> a real hub of innovation and best practices. I, I think we're, so there's so much great work being done by so many different businesses and yes. organizations. And I think we're really on the cusp of becoming known uh, for that in a e even larger way, perhaps than, than we already are. But Absolutely. Talk a little bit more about mobility um, sure. and how you view it um, and its future in Southeast Michigan and Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just start with the, the definition to ground all of us. I'm sure many of your listeners uh, work in the space are familiar with it, but just for those who, who might not be, uh, our definition of mobility is the movement of people, goods, and information, uh, helping um, those people, goods, and information move more freely, uh, have more accessible to transportation options, multimodal options, um, all the way, you know, people typically think of a car, right? Um, but we have many options to help people complete the trips um, and for goods and information to complete the, you know, the trips on where they need to go as well. Everything, you know, it covers land, air, space, and sea. So everything from, you know, on, on land, right, uh, scooters, vehicles, transit options, to in the air, right? Uh, we've heard about aerial mobility and, and delivery of goods, uh, to a lot of innovation in the state around maritime testing, uh, solar power boats. Um, and so, you know, for us, that's how we define mobility, the movement of people, goods, and information, and then that land, air, and sea. Um, and then, you know, our vision as an office, um, uh, and again, for the whole state of Michigan, and, and then I'll dive into Southeast Michigan and, and, and Detroit specifically is to strengthen the economy around mobility and electrification, uh, in, in three areas around safer, greener, and more accessible transportation, but for all Michigan residents, right? Um, so we're trying to be innovative, introduce new technology solutions that solve real challenges that are happening on the ground um, and, and address what those needs are. And so, you know, we were very proud to, we're, we collaborate with private and public sector partners across the state. And so to keep us all aligned on a, a set of goals, uh, we announced a state strategy at the auto show last year with 11 goals, um, focus on three pillars. And that really, showcases the type of work we're working on, not just in our office, but with cities like Detroit um, and partners across the state. So uh, transitioning and growing our mobility industry and workforce, providing safer, greener, and accessible transportation infrastructure, because infrastructure plays a huge role uh, in what we're talking about, and then leading the world in mobility and electrification policy and innovation. Uh, and that's why it was so key for our office to have not only programming to help companies grow here in the state, but that policy to go side by side. Because if you think about it, when scooters landed in a city, cities didn't have policies around scooters, right? They uh, certainly didn't. They certainly <laughs> did not. So um, policy is a huge piece as we're introducing innovation. Um, and sustainability is a, is a huge piece for us. And I'm so proud that we get to focus on not only electrification, like it's in our name, but alternative fuels broadly, hydrogen and others, um, and help 
the city at the city of Detroit and the state um, reach their carbon neutrality goals. The state has a carbon neutrality goal by 2050, and transportation is a huge piece of that. Um, and it's great to see Southeast Michigan and Detroit really focused in these areas and willing to test innovative solutions. Um, a huge role that our office plays is providing grants for testing, uh, not only at test sites, but also in real world settings. Uh, so it's great to see the city of Detroit, just one example. Uh, they introduced a transportation innovation zone around the Michigan Central train station. You know, Michigan Central is bigger than just the train station, but many of us know the train station in Detroit. And so that's a big area around the train station where it makes it easier for companies to engage the community, receive the permits they need, and innovate faster. So we're getting solutions out in the world that work for communities and address their needs. And testing is the first piece, right, to see if it works. And then we ultimately want to scale in the region around the state and then see these solutions go global. So, wow, you packed a lot in there. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of great segues because yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit more about infrastructure yes. and, and the role that it plays. I mean, yeah. uh, Governor Whit yeah. Whitmer certainly has talked about the importance of fixing the roads, but I suspect Absolutely. That infrastructure for mobility goes way beyond uh, yes. just the roads. So could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we have an entire pillar of our state strategy focus on infrastructure because we know how important it is. Um, I'll run through... Uh, all the goals there and start with electrification. So the first two goals in that bucket, uh, one is addressing the needs of electric vehicles on our roads. So we estimate that there'll be 2 million electric vehicles on Michigan roads by 2030. And so we need the charging stations. And I, I'm going to go beyond stations and say charging solutions uh, to support those 2 million electric vehicles. Because one project uh, that we we're very happy to see uh, land in Michigan and a company innovate in Michigan is Electrion. Uh, it's an Israeli-based company. And I was able to go to Israel to see their solution. And then now they're testing it um, here in Detroit. Uh, and so it's great to see that we're the first state where they're testing it and then ultimately looking to scale it as well. So sorry, there's a lot of buildup there, but their solution uh, is inductive charging. So what that means is there are actually coils underneath the pavement that you cannot see. So you might drive down a road um, and there are coils under there for charging. Um, and you wouldn't know it yet because we're testing it with shuttles. Um, so we're going to actually install a receiver on the bottom of a shuttle so that a shovel, a shuttle uh, driving on a fixed route can drive over those coils and receive a charge as it's driving. So that has so many interesting use cases, right? So that shuttle doesn't need to stop to charge throughout the day because it's on that fixed route. It's driving over those coils that are under the pavement. Um, or you can think about a delivery truck, right? If there are coils in a very specific spot where a delivery truck is pulling up to a building, there's that time where the driver needs to <clears throat> load up the packages, take them into the building, deliver them. That truck is just sitting there, right? In, in that delivery spot. So it'd be great to see. Um, and we have that being tested as well, static inductive charging, where there are coils in a very specific spot where a delivery truck will drive. Uh, so those two things are being tested in Detroit, the stretch of road for inductive charging as a shuttle drives over it, and then the static inductive charging as a delivery truck drops off packages. And 
Both of those mean that infrastructure plays a huge role, right? So we had to, um, you know, you want to align those projects when a road is already being fixed, fix all the damn roads, right, from Governor Whitmer. Um, so a lot of coordination has to happen there to see those other charging solutions introduced in Michigan. And specifically, those two are being tested in Detroit. Um, and so that's just, just one example of how infrastructure plays a huge role. Others are grid resiliency, right? We want to see 80% of the charging happening off peak uh, to manage impacts to the grid. That's that second goal under that pillar. Uh, we also want to reduce the number of fatalities and focus on safety. Um, so we need to test more solutions to ensure that's happening and we're, we're marching towards zero deaths, our zero death campaign here in Michigan. Um, and then we want uh, connectivity of all the transit solutions as well. So it's called a MOS platform, um, mobility as a service, so that you can easily see how do I get from this place in Michigan to this place without maybe you don't have a car, right? You want and, and connecting all the different transit options to get there. So any any innovative solution we're bringing out in Michigan needs to connect to that MOS platform so that people can see how they can easily get around the state no matter their circumstances. And we have that equity in mobility as well as we talk about infrastructure. You you really answered a question that I wanted to ask, which yep. was, what are some of the cool projects? Um, it's a great one to any, talk about. Are, are there any um, that relate to water or air? You know, those aspects of mobility. I I had a, a really an opportunity to talk with um, the CEO of the Port of Detroit uh, earlier this week. Fantastic. So, uh, there were, it was interesting learning about shipping related aspects of infrastructure Absolutely. and why infrastructure uh, funding and resources are just so important to making these shifts. Oh, absolutely. And I think the partnerships with different ports, uh, Port of Monroe, Port of Detroit, um, all those international crossings, right, are so important for if you think about supply chain and the movement of freight, how can we be innovative there and making sure those ports are, are um, leveraging innovative technologies that are happening and, and testing them and, and realizing the efficiencies behind them. Um, so I can give one example. Um, we worked with a company that's homegrown here in Michigan named Lilypad. Uh, they have solar charged boats. Um, and so it was great to see, you know, there's many applications there, whether it's passenger transit, you know, passenger ferries, um, people owning their own boats, but again, contributing to that carbon neutrality goal for the state. And so it's great to see homegrown companies, but our programs are also open to any company in the world, right, who wants to find a, a place that's easy to do business with, easy to land, grow, scale. Um, so our programs are really open to that. And that's a little bit about the maritime space, but Ariel is absolutely fascinating, right? Um, so we work very closely with MDOT's aeronautics department. Uh, they're a fantastic team who have um, partnered with us uh, and the FAA on ensuring safety around aerial mobility solutions, but also innovation at the same time. Uh, so sometimes other transit options are just not feasible or efficient. Uh, if you think about the movement of medical supplies, right, maybe in between a hospital and a lab, or if you're trying to get to remote rural spots, um, aerial mobility um, can be a safe reliable, efficient option to solve some real challenges that we just haven't had solutions for in the past. Um, and so it's great to see not only aerial mobility companies coming here to test, but local partners like Michigan Central and MDOT 
uh, looking to build the infrastructure needed in the sky, right, um, to support the testing and scaling of these solutions because it's so new. We need to ensure the safety of our residents. And actually, that's a good that's a good segue to another question that I have. You know, you mentioned rural. You a couple times, you know, talked about access for all. Yep. I think that you know one of the concerns that I know that that I hear and that others talk about is is all this mobility stuff just for an elite group mm. of people right. who can afford it. Right. Um, you know, could you could you talk a little bit about that, about the impact that this is going to have on the community and access for all? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you asked about that, because equitable mobility is a focus of all of our solutions. We need to make sure that all Mich Michigan residents can make those complete trips. And if they're not able to make a trip themselves, the goods and services can come to them. So it's great to see not only a focus on innovation, but addressing real needs uh, of Michigan residents. So I think the first piece um, for us and for companies who want to test their solutions here in the state is understand the needs of our residents, right? Um, let's not just introduce uh, technology for technology's sake. Uh, let's really, every grant, every program we have starts with addressing a need of a resident. Um, and so that's why <clears throat> all of our programs require a local partner um, and why, you know, one of the things that we measure ourselves on is public-private partnerships. How how are we collaborating across the state to making sure that what we're introducing addresses a real need um, and then can scale to, you know, positively impact as many Michigan lives as possible? Um, so we, it needs to involve diverse solutions that meet diverse needs. Uh, community engagement is a huge piece as someone tests and scales here in the state. Uh, but not just community engagement at the beginning. It really needs to be on the, along the entire spectrum of the project um, and build that trust with the community, right? You don't want to be a spot where they're like, what is that autonomous bot doing here? Um, no, op op open up uh, your programs, your services to make sure the community is part of that process and, and um, brought along from many different aspects, not just in the testing and scaling of it, but even from a workforce standpoint, right? Um, if more mobility solutions are are being provided, that also, you know, means more companies are here, right? Um, and the workforce needs of the future are changing. Um, so making sure that's that's available if there are reskilling, retraining, um, you know, and, and and you know, workforce training initiatives that they are open to uh, people who who are local and, and need those jobs and, um, you know, can fill those needs of the future. So, um, what, um, what are some of the hurdles that you see we need to overcome or that will need to be overcome? Yeah. Uh, these are some seriously cool yeah. projects and ideas that have just so much potential yeah. for job creation yeah. or improving access um, as well as <clears throat> our sustainability objectives. So what, what hurdles do you see? Yeah. So I guess I'm thinking about hurdles specific to a mobility project. Um, so I can start there and, and expand, but I think the biggest hurdle for any company uh, or solution that's being tested here is is finding those local partners, right? And so we can definitely help with that. Um, and that's what's needed to see that long-term success here, not just coming in as a, 
um, making and making assumptions, right? Finding that local partner, whether it's public or private sector or both, um, and then finding funding, right? I know that's a big hurdle that a lot of companies come across is this is something new. Who wants? To, who is able to fund it, right? Before we kind of put the final touches on our on our business model and create those ongoing revenue streams. So um, we do have a program called the Michigan Mobility Funding Platform for grants uh, for companies at either a test site. We have nine different test sites we work with, but there are many others in the state um, or the other side of that program is working in a real world setting. So we do provide grants uh, for that initial test, but we do want companies to uh, use that test, that time to test to build out and understand their business model so that they can scale from there. Um, but you know, beyond that more broadly on, on mobility hurdles, um, one department I'm really proud, uh, I'm really proud to work with all of our partners across the state, but it's been great to work with MDOT's Office of Passenger Transit. Uh, mm -hmm. So they work with all the transit agencies across the state and are really addressing big mobility, you know, big hairy mobility hurdles mm -hmm. uh, across the state. Think about, uh, making payment options more easy, easier with public transit, uh, making public transit easier to use for different audiences, uh, seniors, veterans, people with disabilities. Uh, so it's been great to work with MDOT's Office of Passenger Transit to overcome those mobility hurdles uh, through what we call challenges, right? We're spelling out what the need is and then building out a call for proposals and uh, awarding grants to test and address those. Oh, that's fabulous to hear. Yeah. Um, how wonderful. We know that when there's collaboration between the players, you just get farther faster. You do. So it's Absolutely. It's wonderful to hear yep. that that's happening. Yeah. Um, how is the work that you're doing <clears throat> at MEDC involved in both the connected and autonomous vehicle corridor that yeah. we've heard so much about um, between yeah. Ann Arbor and Detroit? I'm I'm really curious about that and 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 the Corktown mobility projects. Yeah, absolutely. So like we've been talking about before, infrastructure plays a huge role, right? Um, and this project is case in point for infrastructure, uh, the role of infrastructure in mobility projects. So as you think about a corridor, it's a designated lane, right? Uh, that provides more connectivity between your vehicle and other vehicles and your vehicle and the infrastructure to enhance those safety vehicles that are already exist in most vehicles today and will continue to be enhanced with future vehicle models that are coming on the market. Um, and so our, our role in that, and, and we definitely use that that project as a model to attract more cavenues, more projects like that to the state. Um, we, you know, that that contract is really between MDOT and Cavenue, but we were able to work with MDOT to, um, I, you know, identify the partner to launch this CAV corridor um, and, and ensure that the launching of that project met the governor's goals, right, around mobility, safety, um, and the state's goals through, through the state strategy. Uh, we also were tuned in throughout it started with a feasibility study. So we were tuned in throughout the feasibility study, right? This is the first time a connected and autonomous corridor is being developed. So you really have to start with all the partners coming around the table and making sure we're ensuring we know what it looks like from many different aspects, right? The business model, the safety standards, because uh, this is something new that we're launching here in Michigan and making sure it's meeting resident needs. Um, so really understanding how the corridor could support larger state mobility and electrification goals. So being tuned in throughout that feasibility study and then making sure the project moves forward, right? Um, 
it's not easy with with new partnerships between public and private sector partners around innovation, things that have never been done before. Uh, so making sure the project moves from stage to stage, right? You start with a feasibility study, and then you move on to a pilot, and then you move on to scaling, but making sure each of those pieces uh, are moving forward um, and the right partners are involved along the way. So sort of speaking of right partners, um, I guess I guess I'm curious, sort of the other thing that I often hear from people is um, how are we connecting or integrating um, the startup work yeah. that's being done in mobility with sort of the greater mobility needs of the community? Um, could you, could you talk, you know, I, th I think sometimes there's a perception that there's this experimental stuff going on over here <laughs> and right. it doesn't really connect or mean much to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Cause it just starts with a test that only impacts a few people and you don't really see it until it's fully scaled. Right. Um, so yeah, I think, I think startups, emerging companies are absolutely key to ensuring Michigan remains a global leader in mobility and really accomplishes all 11 goals that are in our state strategy. Um, so they are a huge part around um, innovation, right, that's happening here in the state. Um, they provide those innovative solutions and address those real mobility challenges. Um, and, and we make sure that we have the programs to support their growth as they're innovating here, right? That there's the, the culture here to support them, the programs here, the workforce here. We want companies to not only start here, but grow and scale and find long-term success here in the state. So that's where our programs come involved, you know, come into play, uh, grants, connections, um, office space, and, and leveraging other partnerships that we have in the state. Um, so all of our work with these startups, emerging companies allow us to focus on both parts of our vision, right? Providing um, safer, more equitable and environmentally conscious transportation and meeting the needs of Michigan residents. Because and there are a lot of hurdles out there around mobility and transportation. And so we're going to need to test out new things to solve them. Um, and so, you know, it's it's great to see our office work with companies of all shapes and sizes, talking to someone who has an idea all the way to the biggest corporates, the biggest OEMs, automakers, suppliers. Um, so when I talk about which companies we work with, it truly spans the full spectrum. Um but we want to make sure that, you know, the focus isn't just on the large companies because we're, you know, we see so much innovation happening at that level, so much growth that's great for the state of Michigan. But we also want to make sure our innovation-led economic development approach includes that focus on startups uh, and bringing uh, different approaches, different technology solutions here to the state. Um, and so it's great to see what Michigan Central is doing with their innovation district, um, starting with the opening of their new lab at Michigan Central building right next to the train station, the opening of the train station next year, uh, and then all the smart zones that exist across the state to make sure we have the infrastructure from a programming standpoint, different infrastructure uh, for startups to find a home in Michigan. Mm -hmm. You know, that is just so great to hear. And it really relates to... Um, really one of the last questions that I have, but I think in some ways it's the most important. Yeah. And that is, you know, we've often heard that where the real job growth is, yeah. is with smaller companies. Yes. Um, so much of 
of uh, the attention is on the big companies because, of course, they can so quickly get things to scale sure, when yes. they have that plan to do that. But the jobs, when you look at where the job opportunities are, lots of yes. times it's with small to mid-sized companies. Yeah. So, Catherine, what's the what what's what do you see in your crystal ball? Yeah. for job opportunities related to mobility for our state going forward. Are you excited about that? Do you think, I mean, what do you see? Yeah, I, I'm on the inside and I'm so excited about what I see. Um, so uh, I will take That's any opportunity. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I'll take any opportunity to talk about the workforce needs that are exciting and happening right here in the state of Michigan. Um, they're innovative. It, it feels, it, I can tell the culture is changing and new partners are working together to ensure that happens. Um, a lot of students feel like they need to go to the coast to find startups to work for. Uh, but I, you know, I see that changing from the inside. I see a lot of startups deciding to come to Michigan over the coast um, because we have, we're building out and we have strengths in our programs to support their growth. Um, everything from hard tech to software. Um, so it's great to see more startups choosing Michigan over other states and then more innovation studio, studios being stood up to support that growth, uh, more programs, uh, and just a bigger focus on innovation-led economic development across state partners. Um, so we just we just need to get the word out there, right, and continue to have people to uh, tell that story, uh, showcase all the great startups that are growing and scaling here, um, some of them are, are telling their story really effectively and engaging university students, right. For recruitment and others just don't have the capacity, right. Um, and the state needs to provide more connective tissue, uh, between those startup workforce needs and available, uh, university and, and, and community college graduates, which we're, we're so thankful to have so many, uh, universities and, and community colleges in the state of Michigan. Um, just making sure we're, we're, providing uh, those services of, of connectivity. Uh, we've stood up a lot of workforce initiatives to do that. Uh, the Michigan Economic Development Corporation has a talent action team uh, that has been able to stand up uh, many different programs and campaigns to, to really spearhead that work uh, around an EV scholars program uh, to provide kind of a, you could think of a uh, assigning bonus to um, work with some of these companies, stay in the state, um, and then other job academies to really make sure we're we're building out that connective tissue. Uh, but I'm so I'm so excited. Just in summary, I'm so excited to see all the companies that uh, have decided to land here and grow here, um, and students who are seeing those opportunities. And I I just hope more continue to see those opportunities and uh, remain in Michigan and come into Michigan to work because. You can tell if if, if you um, kind of took out the keywords from my uh, talk today, it's mostly mostly innovation, right? Um, so I'm able to see that happen every day, and and you know we want to engage students in that as well. You know, I always say to say to people, if you're having a bad day, if you're feeling kind of down, yeah. just go hang out with some of the entrepreneurs in uh, this space. We've got a fire. It them. is. It feels. Yeah. It feels like things are on fire in a good way, yeah, and in a good way. Uh, that the future is just going to be incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, Michigan as the as the global hub for mm -hmm. sustainable and innovative mobility solutions. 
thank you, um, Catherine, for everything you're doing yeah, to thanks, contribute Terry. to that success. And thank you so much for joining us today on The Green Stream. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Sustainable Business Network Detroit, The Green Stream podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to follow us on sbn-detroit.org and stay tuned for more conversations on sustainability from inside and around the city. 